here is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome back. Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck. I've defined the conversation over the first two hours. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you've been listening. Uh, We're in a battle over the truth and who's going to be the arbiter of truth. Will it be God? Will it be the Bible? Or will it be man and his algorithms that he's built over social media and the Internet? I want to hear from you. 888-727-2325 is the number to call. 888-727-2325. I welcome you into the program as uh, we wrap up a final hour of today's show. I'll be back again tomorrow. I hope you're enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Come check me out at youtube.com slash Jason Whitlock. Join the fearless army. Your phone calls next. Ever since he tried the rough greens for the first time, my dog Uno has changed. He's a completely different dog. I hear from people all the time in the audience. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of letters have come in who have had the same experience with their dog. They've heard me talk about Rough Greens on the show. They get some from themselves. And as soon as they sprinkle it on the dog's food, the dog literally wolfs it down. And it's really good for them. It's not a dog food. It's just chock full of vitamins and minerals and probiotics and omega oils that you sprinkle. Your dog needs these things to be healthy. My dog was easy. From the first time he tried Rough Greens, Uno was in love. Some dogs take a little bit to get used to the new flavor, though. Dr. Dennis Black, the inventor of Rough Greens, was on the phone with me last week. He doesn't want that to be a reason for you not to try. So right now, he's got a special gift available. You can get a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog just to try out. All you pay is shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN33. Put it on your dog's food and begin to watch your dog become healthier. All right, welcome back to the show. Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Carrie, Carrie in Florida. Be quick, but don't hurry. Hi, Jason. I want to thank you for taking my call. First off, I just want to say you're not ranting or raving, Jason. You are speaking and preaching the truth, and God bless you for it. I want you to know that you have been talking my heart, you've been speaking my heart and my mind so accurately, it's almost scary. But I have to say that the truth is God Almighty and our good Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, I look at this world and it frightens me because I was born in the mid to late 50s. And I remember I went to public school and in this classroom, there was an American flag, a picture of the president, and the Ten Commandments. And that was a public school in New York City. And I really truthfully believe when God was taken out of the major institutions of this country that we started on this downward spiral. And unfortunately, with the current administration in Washington, we are headed headlong into a terrible, terrible future, a dark future, Jason. And it does frighten me. And it takes men like you to stand up for the principles of God and the truth and humanity to speak it and to bring it into the light. 
Carrie, I want to thank you for the phone call. Great job. Cecilia, Cecilia in Florida. Be quick, but don't hurry. Hi. I completely agree with what the gentleman just said. Um, we definitely should be living by Bible standards. Uh, all of these false truths that have been coming out, like you said, shouldn't be what we go by. And in the end, the people that do go by these false truths are going gonna, gonna to cost their lives, unfortunately. Cecilia, thank you for the phone call. Awesome job. Uh, Kathy, Kathy in North Carolina, be quick, but don't hurry. Yes, Jason, I just want to reiterate what both of those people have said. I'm so thankful for a godly man like you who will speak the truth and bring up Satan and the fact that we are in a spiritual battle. The actual pastors at churches won't even talk about Satan. And a battle is a battle. There is no neutral ground. And if people think, oh, well, you know, I could just sit on the sidelines. I'm a good person. That's all that matters. Well, they're going to find out when the good Lord comes down. It's going to be him saying, I never knew you. And I just thank you so much for speaking the truth when even our own ministers won't do it sometimes. It's very sad. And Kathy, you make an excellent point that the people in the pulpit have failed us, that they should be speaking these very uncomfortable truths. And look, obviously it is about when Jesus returns and being ready uh, for that. But also it's about what world are we leaving to these young people and these kids. And I think of my childhood and the world that I was born into and the hope and the uh, positive energy that, that I was born into that, again, were things perfect? No, but I was born into an America and, and parents that told me if I worked hard enough and did the right things, I could accomplish anything here in America. And, and, and that proved to be true. Uh, I've gotten out of America exactly what I've put in, I've put into it, and we're, I just don't think we're leaving that same kind of world to this next generation of kids. And you know, those of us as men and women, those of us as elders, we have to stand up and bow our backs and stand on truth to make sure we're leaving something better for this next generation the way previous generations left something better for us. Kathy, thank you for the phone call. Uh, Tony in Georgia. Tony in Georgia, uh, be quick, but don't hurry. Appreciate you taking my call, Jason. Great sit-in. I'm an African-American. I'm sure you very well know by now by my voice, but I'm telling you, you are so spot on. I got to play the whole interview back because I caught the tail end of you, and I've always loved uh, your your input on uh, the political uh, landscape. And I've seen you on with Brian Kilmeade and whatever. And I said, I'd love to catch you one day and, and, and maybe to get in on the conversation. Because like I said, everything that you have been, what I call anyway, has just been spot on, especially when it comes to the spiritual warfare. And, uh, and, and we don't speak enough about really what the real deal really is, especially a lot of these politicians and keeping it deep and real instead of, uh, uh, and some that Al Sharpton would say, keeping it real, and he don't. You know, and like I said, you are definitely keeping it real. And like I said, I'll, I'll, including what all the other previous callers just were saying, 
I am in one lockstep with you. I've been listening to Rush back in the day, and including when Reagan said we were one generation away from uh, losing our liberty. My ears perked up, and I started following Rush Limbaugh and all of it. I'm telling you, and uh, I'm a political junkie, and I tell you, I love your show. I'm, I'm loving it that you've been sitting here for Glenn Beck. Keep the good work. I mean, keep the good work up, and God bless you. Thank you, Tony. God bless you as well, Mike in Oklahoma. Welcome to the show. Be quick, but don't hurry. Thank you, Jason. I just make a couple of points really quickly. One is you uh, talk about homosexuality. I do too. I'm one of those ministers that does preach the truth. And uh, the the point I want to make about this is that when we point out that homosexuality is a perversion, it, we are charged with, um, with with hating homosexuals. I want to make this point because it's not made enough to say to, to point out that this is a perversion and clearly not how God created sexuality to work is simply to love homosexuals by telling them the truth. What you what what you were saying? They need the truth. That's not to hate them. It is to love them. I love them, and I want them to know that this is harmful to them. Um, that Mike, I, I let, me, let me interject here and I'll let you finish, but I don't see it as any different than someone saying, Jason, your gluttony is unhealthy and it's a sin against God. You need to cut it out. That's not someone that hates me. That's someone that wants to correct me and wants me to be healthier and live in obedience to God. And so I, I you know, it's like we've gone into this deal where you can't fat shame people. And you're talking to a fat person, Mike. And yes, we can be shamed and we should be ashamed of being fat and being gluttonous. And so I just don't see it any different than that. You know, you're living a lifestyle that's unhealthy, unwise. It's disobedient to God. I'm pointing that out to you because I actually care about you. Yes, exactly. Now, I know you said be quick. So let me just say one last thing. Uh, I'll echo what others have said. I appreciate you so much. And the reason I appreciate you so much is that um, we hear about conservatives, but conservatives so often uh, talk about what we need to do. What's the problem? And they offer a technical solution. It's this policy or that policy. You emphasize what needs to be emphasized. And that is our problems aren't technical. They're spiritual. We need to turn back to God if we don't do that, no technical solution will ever meet our needs or get us back on track. We need to return to God, submit to him and to his word. Mike, we got spiritual problems, not political problems. Thank you so much. Jenny, Jenny in Massachusetts, uh, be quick, but don't hurry. Thank you for taking my call. First of all, the most one of the most important points is Satan is real and there is a battle, but God is good, and God is with us. And many of us think we're insignificant. We are not insignificant. God is with us at all times. And you know what? Satan's hard at work. He's capturing the souls of some people, and, and it's not that difficult for some. With jealousy, greed, hate, it is a pathway to Satan. And unless we recognize God truly is with us, and he's on our side, and I've seen his miracles. He is real, and he loves us, and we have to stay on the good side. We have to speak up more and more. So other people, when I speak up, other people are comfortable now saying, I believe in God. 
So that's our job. From talk about God. God is real, and we are not insignificant. Thank you, Jenny. Great job. Cheryl, Cheryl in Ohio, be quick, but don't hurry. This is the first time I've heard you. And I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart, because the truth always offends a lie. We are in spiritual warfare 101. This nation needs to go back to God. And um, I, I want to say, I come from a Jewish family. I've known Jesus Christ in my heart. I have him in my heart there you go. for 42 years now. There you go. God is real. He answers prayers, not in our time, but his time. And we are living in very nefarious times as such as these. I never thought I would ever see anything like the likes of what is going on right now in this country. This country needs to go back to God. We are turning into Sodom and Gomorrah if we're are not already there. And Satan Cheryl, is I got to keep it moving. Well. But I pre- great phone call. I appreciate it. I want to squeeze in one more before we go to commercial break. Uh, Rick in Iowa. Rick in Iowa. Be quick, but don't hurry. Indiana. A few points. Oh, Indiana. My bad. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to say that uh, people that even if they think they're atheist, they're better off living with the code set forth by Jesus and the example of the Holy Family, even if there is no life after death. I'm saying there is, but even if there isn't, they're better off with that code. And also on your relation uh, with your wife, with women that you were talking about the other day, I think if men listen to their wife, I mean, my wife's graduated cum laude she's smart she's very smart but i'm the head of the family but you'd be stupid not to listen to the wise counsel of your wife and that's always there there they you are a team you are a partnership but the man is the leader and if you listen to your wife you'll see your marriage just turn into beautiful joy as the years unfold if you both communicate like that and my third point is i wrote a song called yellow canoe it's about old school love and it's hard to get it promoted because it doesn't really belong anywhere. I hope everyone will listen to it. hope you listen to it and just see if you like it. Maybe you'll say something about it. Thank you, Rick. Great job. And I certainly believe in listening to your spouse. You should. Uh, <clears throat> we'll take a short break and we'll come back. Chad, Dennis, Steve, Brian, Helen, hold tight. We'll hear from you next. Your home is so much more than the place you live. It's an investment tool as well. And you can put that tool to use and access the equity that you have as cash to pay off those high interest credit cards. Did you know the average credit card rate now is hovering around 25%? Some people are paying in 30 plus every single month. I mean, it's insane. If you're not paying that debt off in full every month, those fees are adding up and you just can't let that happen, which is why you need to look at your spending, your financing, your debt. Better yet, let American Financing do 
do that for you. This is a family-owned mortgage lender. They're not a bank. You're important to them. There's no pressure, no upfront or hidden fees. If you call them today, you might be able to close in as fast as 10 days and even delay two mortgage payments. They're saving homeowners just like you an average of 826 bucks a month. That could be life-changing. So call today, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, Helen, Helen in South Carolina, welcome to the show. Be quick, but don't hurry. Thank you. Um, I noticed there are many Christians calling into your show today. Um, however, there are many um, conservatives of other faiths. I had a question, and I genuinely want to just get off the line and listen to your answer. And that is, if Vivek Ramaswamy were to win the nomination, would he be receiving the full support of um, the people, uh, for example, the people who've been calling into your show today? Um, I, I can't I, speak for the people calling in the show. I can only speak for myself, Helen. I like Vivek. I, I'm not sure if I want him to be president, but I want him to be a part of President Trump's team is where I'm at right now. But I like Vivek a lot. I like the things he's been saying. And, and you know, I know he's Hindu. I know that uh, we have different beliefs on God and, and whatnot. But, look, I think he would be an improvement over Joe Biden. And Joe Biden calls himself a Catholic, but he's pro-abortion. He's pro-transgenderism. He's pro-the alphabet mafia. And so, you know, we could do worse, a lot worse than Vivek. But I'm a big uh, Vivek fan, to be quite honest with you. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And I just want to shine a light on something some people may not have considered. There are people of other faiths who believe just as ardently and are ex as extremely dedicated to their faith as uh, the Christians calling into your show are to theirs. And um, this is... Uh, if you're going to be an American, because um, I, I saw somebody on YouTube ranting that there shouldn't be a Hindu in the presidential um, uh, office, you know, in the, in the White House. And, you know, that's not what America's about. People came here because it was a free place to practice religion. That's one of the main reasons people came here. The Huguenots, the Jews, the Sephardic Jews came, and then later um, the... Um, the the other you know all all the different Jews came, people came here. Um, Anabaptists came here because they they didn't have a place in Europe, and they all came here. So, uh, Hello, let me let know. me end on this note as it relates to you, and and we may have to go to break after this, guys. I, I apologize, but Helen, I want to explain it this way: take someone like Bill Maher, who seems to be a pretty committed atheist. I think he is realizing in real time that Christian culture is superior to secular culture. He had more freedom of speech when we were a more Christian culture than we are now a secular culture. And so I think someone else that called in earlier mentioned like, hey, there's benefits 
to Christian culture that extend to people who are non-believers. And that's the facts and the reality that I think we have to come to grips with. Even those of you that are non-believers, and I just had this conversation uh, with Adam Carolla on the Adam Carolla show a couple of weeks or two ago. He was in Nashville. I sat down with him. I've got a lot of respect for uh, Adam. Adam is a non-believer, but he's also someone that's like, whoa, Christian culture works. And he said on his own show, man, would I, I'd much rather live next door to a Christian than an atheist. And so I think that's the realization that a lot of people are finally coming to is that even if I'm a non-believer, the values in Christianity that had defined and shaped American culture, they actually worked for all of us, even non-believers and people of non-Christian faith. Don't go anywhere. I'll take more of your phone calls when we come back. My pillow is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. For instance, your towels. You go into stores, towels feel soft at the touch at first. Then you go home, use them, and you find they're not really absorbent at all. That's why my pillow now has my towels. They actually work. They're soft and absorbent. Now my pillow is excited to announce two brand new lines of my towels for you to try. What makes these towels great is they're now made with 100% long staple Sherper cotton. This comb ring spun cotton is what make these towels absorbent and softer than ever. Right now, you can get a six-piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. With promo code BECK, you can get the designer premium line for $20 more. No matter what set you decide on, that's 50% savings. Find this offer, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special square. Check out the new My Towels six-piece towel set and get 50% off in savings. Again, enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. Land back. Miss a show? Listen anytime, anywhere podcasts are found. Stick around. More after the break. All right, welcome back to the Glenn Beck program. Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck. Uh, before I get back to your phone calls, I have one final point I want to make uh, before I turn it back over to you all. <clears throat> in this battle over who governs truth, who defines truth, who's the arbiter of truth, and the argument I've been making today is that the social media matrix that Google and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. These are the new arbiters of truth. They have superseded God. The truth has been turned over to the algorithms. Man created algorithms that can redefine truth. And I want to give you one more example of that. And and so and how they've turned truth upside down and reality 
upside down. And so I, I start. I told you all in the first hour about Rashard Mendenhall and all the effort that he's gone into to defining his blackness and uh, elevating and confirming and getting his black credibility up. And, 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 and people like myself, there's an argument over social media that people have bought into like, oh my God, Jason, you're critical of George Floyd and you don't buy the narrative that Derek Chauvin killed George Floyd. And therefore, you hate yourself. That's the argument that loving George Floyd is a way of loving Jason Whitlock. That's how Jason Whitlock shows love for Jason Whitlock by loving George Floyd. Where is this explained anywhere in the Bible? The, the ultimate sign of love for yourself used to be obedience to God, used to be in loving Jesus Christ, accepting him as your personal seller, uh, uh, savior, in glorifying him. That's how you loved yourself. That's how a man demonstrated love for himself, by being obedient to God. Now, in this social media-controlled world where they have defined truth, as a black person, I have to love George Floyd in order to prove to people that I love myself. That's insanity. And that if I criticize Deion Sanders for his outrageous, buffoonish, narcissistic, Hey, look at me behavior. Well, Jason, you don't love yourself. You're critical of Deion Sanders and his behavior. This is a dangerous redefining of truth and no other group. And this is why I call black people, American black people, the lab rats of this satanic agenda that the global secular elites have cooked up. American blacks are the lab rats. We're on the front line for this new world order and this new reality and this new way of thinking. We are the lab rats who are being injected with the cancer of racial idolatry. Our entire identity, instead of seeking our identity in Christ, We're seeking it in skin color, and then we're required. George Floyd was a criminal drug abuser, and we're required to love him in order to love ourselves. And so people ignore all the facts about George Floyd, his criminal lifestyle, his drug use, him basically overdosing on drugs, him resisting arrest for all this time. But in order to love myself, I must love George Floyd, and I must believe that Derek Chauvin at 160 pounds choked this man out in the streets of Minneapolis. I saw it on video. Now, that same person, while lying to himself, I never have George Floyd in my house. 
If I saw George Floyd walking down the street, zombied out on fentanyl, I'd step across the street. But let me do this cosplay all over social media, at work, and every place else. Oh, I love George Floyd because I love myself. They have built a dangerous web of lies that talk you into some foolishness that will lead to your own self-destruction. Social media, the matrix they've built, is the devil's playpen. It's the devil's Bible. Steve in Michigan, Steve in Michigan, uh, welcome to the program. Be quick, but don't hurry. Yes, sir. Uh, just to back up your point you just made, um, you know, in Revelations, they, they talk about the ten-headed beast with the ten crowns. And in a uh, fictional book taken, those crowns represented people in power. I think the ten crowns are actually social media. Because, like you say, to uh, Generation X and, and Y and Z and everybody else, that's where they get most of their information from. And it would be Microsoft, Google, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Amazon, Wikipedia, and then the scariest one of all is AI, where they can make anyone say anything and make it seem real. And that's scary. It's very scary, Steve. Thank you for the phone call. Great job. Uh, Dennis, Dennis in Massachusetts. Welcome to the program. Be quick, but don't hurry. Mr. Wicklop, Merry Christmas. I think we make a big mistake getting into the box that they set for us and then arguing about gender. It's 100% opinion. It can't be quantified like um, sex is, which in biology, that's all we have, male and female. And the only way to determine the so-called gender is to ask the person. So it's all their opinion. Totally agree. It's all ba- It's a world based on feelings. And this is, again, part of this matriarchal world. That, that, and thank you, Dennis, for the phone call. But a part of this world that we're building based on feelings. And, and it, it's, again, it's about the abandonment of the patriarchy and a world based on logic and facts. Men and women are wired differently. Women lean more into feelings and emotions than men. Men want to be respected. Women want to be loved. Love is fluid. Respect is a little bit fluid, but not nearly as much as love. And and so men want to be respected. And women want to be loved. And women want their feelings respected. Men want facts to be respected. And again, I'm, I'm, this isn't all men and all women. I don't want anybody to get offended. But when you talk about uncovered women, and I'm talking about unmarried women, it's all emotion. Woman not covered by a man in marriage. She got some crazy thoughts and some crazy feelings that she wants respected. 
And that's how we've gotten here with the 32 different genders. Oh, I feel this way. So treat me. I feel like a dog today. Give me a dog bone. Give me a treat. I mean, anything anybody feels, we got to respect it. If a five-year-old feels, five-year-old boy feels like a little girl, let's treat him like a little girl. It's not the way the world works. There's a lot of things I felt. You know, I went through much of my late 20s feeling like Halle Berry should marry me. Thankfully for her, she was not required to respect my feelings. It's uh, Brian, uh, Brian in Florida. Uh, welcome to the show. Be quick. Be very quick, but don't hurry. Thanks, Jason. Good to be with you. Um, I just wanted to point out that this uh, debate um, about the decoupling of Christianity from America uh, actually goes all the way back to its founding. Um, if you remember Paine that wrote uh, Common Sense. He became an atheist, and he tried to argue, well, you don't need to uh, you know, have Christianity to know that murder is wrong. And it was uh, Ben Franklin wrote him and, and said, well, the only reason that you have that opinion is because you were raised in Christian culture and Western civilization. Um, so, you know, it's... it's I, I, listen, you're 1,000% right, Brian. I'm going to give you the real-life example, and thank you for the phone call. I got to run, but I'm going to give you the real-life examples and to how we've moved into this secular worldview and this secular culture. And that's why half of America runs out into the streets and goes into convulsions because, oh, my God, you can't murder babies on command. We just can't walk into a store and get an abortion whenever we feel like it. And again, that's the secular worldview that life is insignificant and it's in control of a woman, her body, her choice. And so she's been detached from God and doesn't understand the sin of murder. And ignorant men simping for these leftist secular women have gone along with, yeah, go ahead and slaughter my seed. No problem. Your body, your choice, your stupidity, I'll sign off on it. Miss me with all of that. Uh, we'll wrap up the show and take, try to squeeze in a couple more of your phone calls next. Glenn Beck. I want you to meet Kelsey. When she found out she was pregnant, she wasn't sure where to turn. But after meeting with the counselors at a pre-born network clinic who loved and supported her, and after hearing her baby's heartbeat on a free ultrasound, she chose life. When a mother looks at her child through a sonogram, it does something to you. You know, I ended up deciding to keep my son. He brings absolute joy to my heart. I could not imagine life without him. By introducing a woman to her baby on an ultrasound, the baby's chance at life doubles. Please, if you have the means, would you consider a leadership gift to save babies in a big way? Your tax-deductible donation of $5,000 will sponsor Preborn's entire network for 24 hours, helping to rescue 
200 babies. And right now, through a match, your gift is doubled. To donate, dial pound 250. Say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby. Or donate securely at preborn.com slash back. That's preborn.com slash back. Sponsored by Preborn. Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck. Join the Fearless Army at YouTube.com slash Jason Whitlock. David, David in North Carolina, welcome to the show. Be quick, but don't hurry. Yes, yes, sir. Uh, first of all, it's a pleasure to hear your voice and uh, speak to you. Uh, I've been an evangelical Christian for a little over 40 years. A couple we know was passing through two months ago, and I said, somebody, with all we see that's happening in the world today, Somebody should, should write an updated C.S. Lewis screw tape letters. And the lady said, they have. I said, what? She said, yeah, it's this movie called Nefarious. And uh, I watched it. I watched it twice. It was on Amazon Prime for you get the rent for like $6.95. But uh, oh my gosh, most. Uh, so I watched the movie. Have you ever seen it? Nefarious? Of course. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so uh, honestly, it would go over most evangelicals' head. But it, it just um, was so deep and so true, because as an evangelical Christian, we have been force-fed that the, to minimize Satan, like you said earlier in your show, and to just bypass all this stuff. And it's just how, how Satan, how Satan uh, nefariously in, infiltrates our lives if we give him permission for his little demons to infiltrate our lives. And, uh, and then, of course, I was surprised to see Glenn, Glenn Beck at the end of it, but the movie was right on. I highly recommend it to everybody. Look deeply into it when you watch it, because it is it is happening. Thank you, David. That's Steve Dace's movie, Nefarious. It's great. I did a review of it uh, uh, when it first came out. Josie, Josie in New York, be quick, but don't hurry. Thank you, Jason. I have two points to make. On marriage, the husband and the wife, God first in their lives, the husband next, the children, and the wife last until the children can care for themselves. And the other that I wanted to say was God's wake-up call. Turn to God. God is the way. God is the answer. Thank you. Have a blessed day. Thank you, Josie. Uh, Kelly in Texas, you got to be really quick without hurrying. Yes, sir. The Bible is an intelligence report as much as it is anything else. For the first time in 2,000 years, we are watching the Bible happen right in front of us. And when asked, what do we look for when these things come to fruition of which you speak? Jesus said, you know, there's going to be wars and rumors of wars. There's going to be nations rising against nations. The root word of that is ethnicities. We are being driven to hatred and perilous times are happening. However, the Apostle Paul said we are to comfort each other with these words. And the words were, look up because I'm, I'm coming and you, you will know this. And if you're not a Christian, that's okay. The Bible will make you a better reader anyway. It's alluded to all the time. Look up the book of John. Just read it. Just figure out why we love him so much. And, and then if you want to get really crazy, look up something called the Romans Road. It's five scriptures in Romans. And you will see why the salt and the light looks different in perilous times. We're not to be afraid because we know what's happening, and that's because God is right on time. God's right on time. Thank you, Kelly. Great way to end the show. 
Thank you guys for joining me today. I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, you can email me, fearlessblazeshow at gmail.com. Fearlessblazeshow at gmail.com. Tell me what you thought of the past two days. Tell me what you want me to talk about tomorrow. We'll see you in about, what, 21 hours? This is the Glenn Beck Program.